Hey everybody, Zach Shaver here. You ever look out in the distance and wonder why those ducks circling aren't finishing in your decoys? Well, it's probably because you don't have a 737 duck call on your lanyard. Guys, take it from me. If you take anything from this podcast, listen to my advice on this. I've been doing this since I was four years old. I'm 25 now. I'll let you do the math. All right. I carry nothing but 737 on my lanyard. It is my go-to call when the going gets tough. When I need to get the birds down, that's what I'm going to. Do yourself a favor and go to www.737duckcalls.com and order you one a day. Also, look them up on their social media on Instagram and Facebook at 737duckcalls. Hey, boys and girls, Andy Shaver here. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. This show is brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. Dive Bomb is the leader in silhouette manufacturing in the decoy market today. They're what we use. We use them seven days a week. You know, it's not like we're, we're pushing a product on you that we don't fully believe in because, hey, we use them too. Their color schemes are out of this world. They've got these deep, dark, uh, rich colors on their decoys. Their stake system is phenomenal, and they pack up like a dream. So on those days that you have to walk your stuff out, out to the field, Farmer won't let you drive in, dive bomb pack up nice and neat. You can just walk your decoys right out there, no problem at all. And for listeners of this podcast, if you like money, Dive Bomb is going to let you keep just a little bit more in your pocket by using the promo code BIGHONKER at checkout. That's promo code BIGHONKER, all lowercase, two words, big space honker. Save yourself 10% at checkout. The season's coming quick. Go to DiveBombIndustries.com today. Fill up your shopping cart. Use the promo code BIGHONKER. Save yourself some money. Get you some great looking decoys. We'd like to thank our sponsor, William and Chris Wines. That's WilliamChrisWines.com out of High Texas. And that is home of the Sway Rose. I've been saying it's Sway Rose, it's Sway Rose, because I don't I'm not much of a wine drinker. Michelle's a wine drinker, and I got educated <laughs> on all of this. So, anyways, <laughs> this commercial is brought to you by William and Chris Wines.com out of High Texas. They can be found at Bucky's H E B and Central Market. I thought Sway was like another company or something. It's, it's it's Sway Rose. Really? Chris Chris educated me. He sent me a message with a with a line over the e. He didn't only just yeah. He not only sent me a message. He sent me one of those voice texts, mm-hmm. and it said Sway Rose. Rose, yeah. Rose is the the popular one. Rose is actually really good. I like Rose. Well, he's fixing to send us a bunch of it. I like so, a good. So rose. I've been saying Sway Rose. You fucked huh? that all. Up. I'm not a wine drinker. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, Chris sent me a deal. He said, Jeff, that's Sway Rose. And he not only spelled it out, but then he sent me the Sway Rose. Rose. And I started to record his little way of saying it to put it in there. But anyways, folks, they're great sponsors. It's a great product, great people. That's William and Chris Vineyards in High Texas. Such a great product, you didn't even know the name. Well, if you're a wine drinker, it is. Michelle says it's a great product. She's love, a wine drinker. Yeah, I love rose. I've that's what they that's what they gave us in Oklahoma. Yeah, that was before they put it on the market. I'll be. I yeah. feel special now. Uh, Go get you some Sway Rosé. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to invite each and every one of you to look us up on the website at BigHonkerPodcast.com. we got our own website now. It's got our sponsors listed on there. There's links to our sponsors. We have a blog that I will do twice a week. So if you want to read some more bullshit that I have to talk about, I put it in writing. It's not politically correct. It's 100% Jeff. It's just Jeff, basically. Anyways, thank you for... Tuning in and listen to us, but look us up at the BigHonkerPodcast.com.
Today is the 4th of July. I hope everyone's having a wonderful time. God bless America, and, and God bless each of you. We are going to discuss on this podcast, we're going to talk about Tony, because Tony said a couple of incidents on the 4th of July. We're talking Possum Kingdom Lake, which is a major, major uh, tourist destination for people on 4th of July from North Texas. Great, beautiful lake, great place. Uh, and Hell's Gate, which is a big famous Red Bull diving. They do their dives there. We're going to talk about Donald Trump, our great president and great leader that we have. We're going to talk about Mexico. We're going to talk about the Indians. We're going to talk basically about the freedoms we have and how wonderful it is to be a citizen of the United States of America. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast on the 4th of July. I'm Jeff Stanfield. Happy 4th, bitches. And who are you? Oh, well, I'm Andy Shaver. Happy 4th, bitches. Andy. Hello, America. I'm Tony Stanfield. Well, goddamn, you just blew us out of the ears. Back up, back up just a little bit. Four to six inches. You ought to know all about four just inches. Just right. <laughs> six. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a white boy, don't lie. Okay. Who, who are we joined by, Jeff Stanfield? We are joined. How about you introduce our, our, our guest here? Well, he introduced himself. Our special guest is my brother, Tony Stanfield. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Poor I am, guy, the, poor guy, I Ron, am the OG of Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Poor fucking Ron gets on and he gets this great introduction and Tony comes on. He's got to introduce himself. Well, he did it before I could say anything. What the hell? Tony, today is a very significant day in the history of Tony Stanfield, isn't it? This is Yes, it is. So, about, I'm trying to think, hell, I'm like 40, 50, something about 37, 38 years ago. Is that right? How old were Let you? Let me see. 20, about 25 years ago, maybe? No, bullshit. F- 47. Well, you, was it 20? 20, 20. Okay, okay so 20, 27. 25 years ago. 25 years ago. I'm fixing to go out to Cheyenne Cattle Company, the greatest meat market in the history of Wichita Falls. Ask Clay Reed about that. Johnny Clay Reed. And on my way to, right when I was fixing to walk out the door, the telephone rings. And folks, this is before cell phones. Phone rings, old rotary phone. I go over, hello? And I hear this. Uh, Jeff, uh, I need you to come get me. I go, where are you at? He goes, I'm in the Palo Pinto County Jail. I go, did you get in a damn fight? No. I said, what are you in there for? A boating while intoxicated. I said, you don't sound drunk. Well, I'm not. They won't give me a blood test. They won't give me a breath test. Am I correct on this story so far? I turned down the breathalyzer test. I had an attorney that told me, if you ever get pulled over, don't blow. So, I, so, so now you set the stage. This is the stage. You tell what happened now. We go to Possum Kingdom Lake. I've been there for the last 25 years on 4th of July. This is probably the third time that I've not been. Um, Possum Kingdom Lake is located in Palo Pinto County. Um, 
of course, Palo Pinto County is the... Outside of Fort Worth, Texas, to the um, west of it. West of Fort Worth, probably an hour and 15 minutes. Um, Beautiful lake. It sits on the Brazos River. There's a big cliff on the river. It's called Hell's Gate that's right on the lake. It's a, I mean, it, it's a beautiful place. Boats tie up there. There's a big cove in there. They shoot fireworks off of the cliff. Well, this particular year, I got escorted off the lake about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Missing the best part of the fireworks. Um, been playing volleyball all day. I had four or five Coors Lattes. That's Andy would say four or five. Yeah, four or five. I was. It was early. <laughs> and I've been playing volleyball all day, so it, I get there, and a friend of mine decided to let me use his sea do. So, me and this little honey, we're driving through Hell's Gate, fixing nope. to go out. And was she little? She was. She was cute. She was good looking. It was early. She was pretty. <laughs> now later, it might have been a different thing. <laughs> so, anyways, we're headed out. Go out in the big open part of the lake. It's a no wake zone inside of Hell's Gate. Um, get out on the lake, come back in, and there is a game warden boat with this long-haired hippie-looking guy in it, and he's taking photographs. And I point over there to him. I said, I'll oh, look at that poor sucker in that boat. They done got him for drinking too much. And I'll be damned if they didn't wave me to come over to their boat. Mm. Mm. So I go over to their boat, and they go proceed to ask me questions of how many I've had to drink. And, of course, you sit out in the sun all day, and you're going to be Im- impaired. This is the stuff I hear in court all the time. Yeah, you're going to be impaired. You're on a lake with the the waves, and I, I was innocent. That's what I hear all the time. But anyways, in court too. <laughs> they took me in my life jacket and gave me a police or a game warden escort across the lake to the Boy Scout camp, and off I went. I went to the substation. And they shackled me to the chair. I asked him. I said, and th- th- this was during the time that O.J. Simpson was on trial. I told him. I said, dang. I said, I'm not O.J. Simpson, <laughs> but here I am. I'm sitting in this little substation and off of Possum Kingdom Lake, shackled to a chair, scared I'm going to run. And 20 years later, the Canadian Border Patrol asked Tony <laughs> about this incident. So, so did you get convicted of a BWI? No. When I got to the jail. I told the jailer, I said, look, I said, I'm not drunk. I had a couple of deals. And he actually signed a PR bond for me. But I still, I had to wait till the next day. And let me tell you, the biscuits and gravy at Palo Pinto County Jail is pretty tasty. <laughs> <laughs> the first year. The story I heard was that you were getting off on a, a, a boat dock. And you, you know, it rocked. And then that's when they got you. Well, they took me across from Hell's Gate onto the, the Boy Scout camp. And they have a boat dock right there. And I had to get on it and... Of course, walking from, you right. know, you're going to have... You stumble. Yeah, what do they call the legs whenever you come off the... Oh, sea legs? Sea legs? Yeah. She had sea legs. I had sea legs. So, did you ever talk to this girl again? Uh, no. So, that, a long lost love could have happened right there. Oh, it could, yeah, possibly. Misconnection right there. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then the next year, the little honey I was talking to, she ended up... I got onto the boat and missed my ride and stayed there a little bit later. And guys that was on the boat got into a fight. And since I'm a big fella, I guess they included me and the people that was publicly in, in talk. So I got another ride to jail. The next year? The next year. The next 4th of July? The next 4th of July. I didn't know about this one. Well, I don't tell you everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually I'm the one that you called to yeah. move to in jail. Two, two out of three years was not good for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes so, back every year. Yeah, so. I think they was just making an example out of me. <laughs> so so you had you didn't tell me. So you got to go back to the Palapino County Jail. How much that cost you? Uh, I got off on it, too. How'd you do that? I can't remember. It's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> Technicality. Technicality. <laughs> so that night, I get the call from Tony. So... 
dad's at the fire station and yes. i called dad and i said hey i said your favorite son guess where he's at that fucking tony's he in jail i said yeah did he get in a fight i said no he got a boating while intoxicated dad was not too impressed i said but you know dad i'm gonna be honest with you i said i'll talk to him on the phone he don't because tony gets real mushy and happy when he's drunk and i could mm-hmm. tell he wasn't drunk and i said dad i said I, I really don't think he's drunk so i rode with dad down there that morning we pull up to palapena county jail and Tony sitting under a tree with a fucking life jacket and his bathing suit, and that's it. Was it cold in there? First thing I asked him when I got in there if I could have a jumpsuit, I was cold. <laughs> so he was like a full So I got to wear me an orange jumpsuit, and uh, and heck, the, my three roommates, they were passed out. I couldn't even talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they were innocent, too. No, they were, they were actually guilty. Oh. <laughs> so how long did you stay in jail the second time that I just found out about? No, oh, I got out early the next morning also. Who got who come and got you there, Chance? I can't remember. Chance is Tony's uh, childhood friend. His best buddy. They're going to. Yeah. Now, now, y'all are going to Alabama to Dolphin Bay or We're something. We're going to Dolphin, Dolphin Island, Island tomorrow Friday. or Friday. 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 Is there a chance y'all are going to get thrown in jail then? No. Chance has never been but, in jail. But, no, but I want to. A story about Chance. <laughs> His grandparents owned a bar there at Possum Kingdom. It was called Sam's Place for many, many years. And Chance, about 1995, got him his first boat. So, and first wife. And first wife. Well, this was after his first wife. He traded her in for the boat, I guess. <laughs> but anyways, wife. So we're, we're leaving Hell's Gate after the fireworks. It's about 1 o'clock in the morning. And this was again on 4th of July again. And we're going across the lake, and all of a sudden we see red and blue. And you always, when you leave Hell's Gate, be ready to see the game wardens or the BRA because they're coming after you. So we pull up, and I think I'm going to be slick and help hold the game warden's boat, and I'll be damned if I didn't gra- go to grab the game warden's boat, and I fall in it. <laughs> <laughs> so they pick me up and put me back in Chance's boat, <laughs> and the game warden looks at Chance and goes, uh, do you have a driver's license or ask for identification? And Chance goes, I'm Jesse Jones's grandson. We are headed to his house right now. And he goes, son, I know Jesse. I owe him a favor. He said, you go straight there and don't turn around and go anywhere else. Chance said, yes, sir. So we dodged <laughs> a bullet on that one. So you almost yeah. went to jail three times then. Well, I was, Chance was driving. But you fell in the I, I fell in the game warden's boat. So you just publicly intoxicated. <laughs> I was very, very. That. The the one time that uh, they could have got you on something. The one time that I was not innocent. Were you innocent in Jamaica that time? Always. Do you remember what story I'm fixing to tell? Yeah, now? I know. I remember the story. <laughs> when we were in college. We went to Jamaica. Probably thirty of us. Yeah. And <laughs> Tony, <laughs> this is great. This girl comes up to me. It's with us, and she goes, oh, you got to go get your brother. I go, where's he at? She goes, you got to go get him. I said, where's that? She goes, he's over at that seawall by the restaurant. So I go over there, and Tony is with this overnourished woman. She, she was hot. No. She looked like Shania Twain, just a little shorter and different color hair. And a lot heavier. <laughs> and she is, Tony is buck naked doing backflips off the seawall in front of this restaurant. These people are with their families having dinner, and Tony's doing backflips off the seawall. And he's got a bottle of cheap rum, and he's got about half that bottle gone, and he's smiling and just as happy as hell, boy. I don't remember quite like that. <laughs> what part do you remember? I re- really none. <laughs> well, you were hammered. I didn't get thrown in jail, though. No, you didn't. We were in Jamaica. Boy, that'd be a bad that place to get bad. thrown in jail. <laughs> 
So Fourth of July is I didn't. This is funny. This I've I've heard all these stories about you. I did not or been there most time. Did not know you'd been to jail. Is there any other jail times you want to tell us about? Uh, no. But so the Fourth of July not only is it a day of freedom for most of it, it's a day of incarceration for you. For a few. For a lot of for a bit. The I bet the number's staggering. Now I, I I don't condone drinking and driving, drinking and boating. Um, it's not a good deal, and. I, I was young. Well, I was innocent twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. As we get older, we notice how stupid a lot of that shit was, but we all did it when we were younger. We were lucky because the, the, the penalties and stuff weren't as bad when we were kids, which doesn't make it any better. I mean, I, am, I, I do not have anything on my record at all. Right. And I done the same shit you did. Well, see, Zach always gets a bad rap. Zach is Andy's little brother for being the wild one. and He's just like me. He just got caught. Most people don't get caught doing things. Well, you two both do, though. So you you don't condone it, though. It's wrong. No, people, it is wrong. People, it's dangerous. It, 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 the problem on the lakes, and it's not really a problem, is you'll get somebody that goes out of the lake, and they may drink one or two or three beers. And a lot of times you get pulled over for three beers. And like I said, being out in the sun and the heat a lot of times, and it's, it's going to be hard to pass a sobriety test. I don't. I don't drink much at all. I mean, I have a bottle of or a glass of bourbon every once, or not glass, a, a mixed drink or two. I don't. I don't drink a lot. But if I had four beers, I don't know if I could function if I had four beers in an hour's time, right? Or an hour and a half's time. I could. You drink more than I do. I don't. But I couldn't. But I don't know what my blood alcohol content would be. I don't know if I'd pass. And 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 I said something about quarter liter. A lot of people don't know this, but I'm a judge in a small town here. That's what I do. That's my other job I have. So. I don't deal with a lot of drinking and stuff. I do, not just tons of it, but most people I deal with that have done that are good guys that have just made mistakes. About four years ago, we was at Possum Kingdom for the 4th of July, and the sun was going down. It was fixing to get dark, and there's hundreds and hundreds of boats that's tied up in this bay, and the game warden started searching every boat. There was a young lady that went missing, disappeared. They could not find her, and they ended up about 9.30, clearing out Hell's Gate, sending everybody home. They canceled the fireworks. They never found this lady. Well, they found her two days later. Um, she drowned, she, right? She had drowned. She was floating behind one of those big boats, and the fumes from the exhaust overtook her. She passed out, and she ended up drowning. Hmm. So for all of you people that go to the lake that float on the boats and stuff, uh, y'all should be careful sitting by the motor with the exhaust going. You know, when we were kids, we went to PK a lot. I remember when we were little, we'd go there, 8, 10, 12 years old. And that's not a place for kids. No. I mean, and you've taken your daughter there, I'm well, sure. Well, when I say kids, this lady was 20, 21 No, 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 I know that. But I'm saying that there's a time and a place no, for kids. Right. And kids under 16 to 18 years old have no business being, I mean, as a little boy, we'd want to do it because there's a lot of chicks flashing boobs and little right. bikinis and stuff. But it's not a safe place for kids. No. And, and and now that we're talking about all this stuff on 4th of July, I'm going to open it up with Tony since he was here. I couldn't pass up this going to jail, but I didn't know it happened twice. So this it happened a, third time, but I don't, we won't get into that. That I don't know about? Well, when I was – well, you know about the first one. That was when I got thrown in jail in Wichita Falls. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought it was the 3rd 4th of July. No. I thought, damn, Tony's fucking <laughs> – no. Damn jailbird over here. It's a bad holiday I'm telling you, the day of incarceration for you. But I was innocent all three times. <laughs> Yeah, that's what everybody says. But there's times that I was not innocent that I guess that evens out. Didn't get caught. Fourth of July is has to be other than Christmas, 
the greatest holiday for the United States of America. I mean, it's not a Christian holiday, but it's about our freedom. And we are the breadbasket, the welfare office for the world. If it wasn't for the United States of America, this country, this world would be in a horrible place. The United Nations, they wouldn't survive without us. NATO, you take away the United States of America, none of them things are here. And I read a deal today and some lady was talking about the, the Indians or the Native Americans. I call them Indians. I grew up as Indians. I also say Washington Redskins. And they were talking about that. And she was saying, y'all stole our country. We didn't steal their country. We conquered this country. And back then, that's the way the world was. You conquered stuff. From the Roman Empire to, the, to Great Britain to France, Spain. I mean, they all were conquerors and fighters and stuff. But we come over here and we kicked ass and we took a country. The Indians were fighting each other. It's not like it was new that nobody was fighting and stuff. It's not like they were all sitting around playing Wahoo together and we come in and start just shooting people. It's part of the world we live in today. But we're the ones that still have to apologize for it. I know, and I get sick of that. Why isn't Rome? Why isn't Italy having to apologize for all the? Is it because they? Uh, is it because there was a massive uh, fall? Is it fall of Rome? So if the United States falls, can we quit apologizing? Well, hell, we fell for eight years. We had a fucking limp dick president that went around apologizing to everybody. But I just don't understand why why the United States has to. It's just political correctness. Well, what I don't understand is, yeah, we did come over here and conquer the Indians, but everywhere you look, the Indians have their own land, their own laws, their own reservations, casinos. We did not, you know, most countries that go and wipe out or take over people, they don't give that to their the people that they conquer. Yeah, if we if we were a land of thieves, like everybody in the world wants us to think think about what we've done, what would happen to Japan after World War Two? Or I Germany? Mean, or or Germany? Italy we whipped all that ass yeah you know and we don't get appreciated for it no I, but Japan perfect example we could that could be the United that with the West Coast hell I'd trade Japan for California right now second that do you think there's any traction to uh, splitting California into three states I don't think it's good for the United States because it'd give them six senators. We do not need six more snowflake freaking liberal senators. But is the North, are the, are, is Northern California going to be, is it going to go liberal? They're, divide, they're dividing it where San Francisco would be in the North. So it would still be oh. ran by leftist big cities. Huh. I think if you took Western California and the Northern California and you went around San Francisco and just went in the valley there, I think it would be good because it would be a conservative state. So that could actually be a ploy by the Democrats to actually get more. That's what it's all about. Senators and reps. Yeah, that's, it's, not, it's not good for the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, what they should do, since they're so happy with Mexico and all the legals and no borders and shit, they ought to just let Mexico become part of California. They already have been. Well, take it over and let them have it. I'd give them California and Hollywood. You see where the senator from California wants to... Um, Trump to nominate an illegal for the federal judge. God, was it, don't it was Maxine that. Waters, wasn't it? Now it was. Um, oh, what's the other senator out there? It's one of the senators, not. Not Pelosi. No, boxer. Boxer. I, what? What? The funny thing about California is, is that they want the world to be like them, and they're broke. They're, they're the homeless is out of control. Crimes bad. I mean, we were in L.A. I don't even know six eight years ago, and they had Constantina Wire. On the highways, these highways are 12 lanes, you know, 6 and 6 or 8 and 8. They're huge, 16 maybe. And they've got Constantina Wider to keep people from tagging and putting graffiti all over the, the, the highway signs. 
Now, who the hell's going to climb up on one of them and spray paint on it? But they have to do that for a reason. Or they steal shit. But that, 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 it's just a cesspool out there. What scares me is all these people from states like that that are moving to Texas because Texas is a better place for business, conservative state. But are they going to bring their political views with us? Of with course, them? Of course you know? they are. Look at Austin. You know, they want to escape that mess, but then they want to bring their political views to a state that's not like that. And is it just a matter of time? Probably so. We saved this country by voting in Donald Trump. Because we couldn't have taken four more years of that liberal shit. And we need to get out and vote in these midterms to save our country. I don't think we could have taken four more years of any of the Republicans that were up. No, I think... Rubio? No, I think you're right. Donald Trump is a wealthy man, and you've said this many times, Andy. Here's a man that lived the greatest life in the world. He flew by private jet. He had many beautiful wives and girlfriends. He can buy anything he wants to do. He can do anything he wants to do. But he chose to, be, to, to be live under a microscope and have every facet of his life pulled apart and made fun of and politicized and made public for no reason other than to fix our country. Yep. I mean, he hasn't gained anything from it. Mm-mm. There's no wealth to be had. He's, I'm sure he's lost wealth over this. Well, and he's donating his paycheck. Yep. <clears throat> He is a he is a savior of our country. He really is. I I, I believe, and I'm a conservative, and I like Donald Trump. And, he, and he's only done one thing that I haven't liked since he's been elected. But everything else he's done, he's done everything he said he campaigned promise for. And we're not used to politicians keeping any promise. But the man is going to end up going down when this all said and done, because I think he's going to get reelected. I think he will be the greatest president this country has ever had since George Washington. And I don't know if he may ever be better than George Washington because what he did to found the country. I think that's going to be 30 years down the road, though. I, 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 th- I believe you're right there. 30 or 40. I think we're going to look look through the lens of history and see what all he did. And uh, I think he'll be the greatest. Well, everything he does is pro-American. It's for America. And it's just like the trade stuff. You know, people argue about, oh, he's wanting to do tariffs. When Canada's putting a 300% tariff on our products... Mm-hmm. like our dairy products, and then we put a tariff. Why is it okay for them to put tariffs on our products, but we can't put tariffs on theirs? Everybody's going to have to bleed a little to win this battle, and if we got to pay 10 or 15% more for products to do it, then that's what it's going to take. But you're right. He was elected to be president of the United States of America, not Mexico. I got into an argument with a taxi driver in Cancun. He was bitching about this same subject in March, and he was telling me about this brown Bernie Sanders that they just reelected, that he was going to get there, and he didn't like their president either. And he goes, well, I heard your president's a racist. I said, no, he's not. Well, he's not, you know, what, what's he doing for the, the, you know, Mexico? I said, he's not elected to take care of Mexico. He's elected to take care of the United States. We voted him as our president. You we know? could give a fuck about what, yeah. you, you know. I don't give two shits what's going on down there. I mean, I do because I'm fixing to go there again, but I don't. Their, poli- their politics, and this guy they got now is a liberal son bitch. They're, they're going to be Venezuela. Yeah. That's what they're looking at in, ten, well, he's a in, sympathizer. in three to five years. And he's full of shit. He's a cartel yeah. drug guy. He's getting paid off. The only reason he's still alive is because the cartel kept him alive. I really believe that. I, I read a deal like 100 of their candidates for mayor to senators have gotten killed in the last three months running for office. Well, he, he came out publicly and said that they're going to stop helping the United States with the drug, war on drugs. It's because he's an insider. That wall can't get up fast enough. Nope. Put that wall up and 
everything, literally every every problem that the liberals liberals have, separating kids from their parents, which is an Obama issue, not you know Trump's just enforcing the rules on the book. Put that wall up. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Drugs coming over, put her up. The make that fucker go about twenty feet underground. Oh yeah, and they're still going to find some ways to get over. Sure, it. they That's will. fine, but we'll yeah. stop it when they do. But cut off money to Mexico. These people, and I talked to a guy that's in the oil field this week, and he lives in Kermit, Texas, or he works in Kermit. He said, you can't go to the grocery store after 5 o'clock on payday. He said, they've got a line out the door of, of Mexicans sending money back to Mexico. He said, Western Union, every day. He said, it's, it's on 5 to 5 o'clock. He said, I'm telling you, it's two, three hours long. They have to have a special line just for them. And that's all that money is. is going, Cut that down. If you want to hurt that, if you want to stop Mexico or make them help us do some stuff to fix the border, tell them, say, listen, we're going to put a 10% tax on all that money you're transferring back and forth. And they're right there is how to build the wall. That's right. And I, I'm sure it breaks some kind of freaking. If you're not a citizen of the United States, you don't have any rights. I don't care what you say. You're illegal. You don't have rights. It so, depends on who you ask. But, but that's, that's <laughs> you shouldn't. No. I don't have rights in Jamaica. No. If you'd have got the, your. An at, illegal kid in the United States has more rights than a U.S. citizen kid now. Sure. If if you were in Jamaica, if that night you'd have got in trouble and got arrested, what rights do you think you'd have had in Jamaica? No, I wouldn't have. That's right. So why should people that aren't citizens have rights? They shouldn't. And I have no problem giving uh, – people want to work, come over here and work, I'm all for that 100%. I don't, I don't dislike anybody, but we got to put America first. Well, what gets me on this kid argument or debate is – if a U.S. citizens, if if their if their parents committed crimes or was in jail, they would be taken over by a government agency to take yes. care of them. CPS does it every CPS day. CPS does it every day to the U.S. citizens' kids, so it's no different than what they're doing to the illegal kids. No, they're illegal. They're breaking the law. They are. I'm, you know, keep them together. Just ship them out of here. Just get it in in twelve hours. They should be back across the border. I don't see why we can't do that. I don't see why there has to be a due process on these people that well, we've that we've got illegally. Right. That, that people that we've caught breaking the law. I don't understand why why it's just not a, a three three hour bus ride because you're catching them at the border, aren't you? Yeah, pretty I'd, much. I'd take them straight to the Brownsville Airport. I'd have some seven thirty sevens lined up where you can put 300, 400 people in there, and I'd fly them way back into Mexico. Like I don't even understand how this is an issue. Just take them and make one trip a day. So you're, we, we caught you at 4 o'clock in the morning where there's a bus going off at 6 o'clock in the evening with 40 more of you. Now, the refugee status, which they're all claiming to be, isn't the international law says that you're supposed to go to the first country? Yeah, I, th- I believe that's right. Or they can also, I, I've heard people say, well, they, they can't claim asylum until they're on U.S. property, uh, soil. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know how many consulates we have in Mexico, 9, 12. Any of those you can go to. You don't have to come all the way up to yeah. the border. So that's what they're they're claiming refugee status, and that's why I guess they have to have a, a hearing on them. And yeah, that that's what the holdup is. Probably some shit they figured that out. Would the more, that would make more sense. So yeah, okay. But they got they got to fix it. You just can't. And 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 we're having and Trump pres- fixed it. That's right. He's doing what what we should be doing anyways. Didn't he just sign a bill that said no more separating kids from parents? Yes. Betty also from what I saw where they have to. Um, what what I tell you the other day? They can't separate the kid. They have to agree to sign the deportation papers to get their kids back. Yes, that's right. They're going to have to sign to, to agree to be deported to get their kids back. Hmm. Which I and should. they should be deported. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that one hundred percent. But yeah, back to what you were saying though. If somebody wants to come over here and work and then go back, I'm fine with that. Yeah, 
Yeah, we, we need and all I the think Trump personally wants it to be like that. I think that's why he wants that big, beautiful door in that wall. Hey. So that we know who's coming over here, how long they're staying. It's, I mean, it's anybody out there that locks their front door, you know, you want to regulate who's coming in and out. It's not a, it's not a, a crazy idea to do. No. And since we're being transparent and honest, let's be completely honest with everybody out here. And, every, and most everyone's going to agree with me on this. The Mexican people come over here, they're going to work. Yeah, they will. 90, 99% of them. I will say 90% because there's a lot of drug mules and shit coming over, and there's some bad people coming over. 90% of people are coming over here to work. There's no doubt about the families. That's not the problem. It's those 10% drug people. But those 90% people want to come over and work. The voting base of the Democratic Party, I'm going to say it right now, so America knows how I feel about this shit, don't want nothing more than a freaking paycheck and free housing and a free freaking phone and free food, free braces for their kids, which I don't understand why straight teeth are a necessity. Hell, give them some fake titties, too. Let's give them titties and fake teeth. I mean, hell, then they can get a job with Stormy Daniels and at least make some money. <laughs> but I do not understand why that's so politically incorrect to say that because that's the truth. When you look at a Democratic rally right now, you got – Old frosty white hair over there, white lady, that's been voting a Democrat since 1912 because her grandpa did. And then you got people wearing grills in their teeth and the people on welfare and trash everywhere else that's pushing the Democratic Party. And that's where it's gone to. That whole that whole party's that way. And I'm probably going to get chastised for this, but it's a damn truth. And I think most people that listen to our podcast would agree on that. The Democratic Party has left the old generation behind. My grandparents, God love them. They're Kennedy Democrats till the day they die. And they just, <clears throat> they just don't realize that the party has left them. It's not what it was in the 1960s anymore. And I've argued this before, that before, before Barack Obama was elected president, there was very, very little, di- very, very little difference in between a Democratic nominee and a Republican nominee. So from George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton, there were some differences, but they were m- very, very minor. Even Bill Clinton was, was pro uh, you know, strong border and all that other stuff. Might have been some different ways. You know, he was also pro blowjob in the office, which God love him. How uh, Donald Trump might be for that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, whatever. But before, and even like when you kind of watched uh, Barack's first term, there might not, but his second term, he was way the fuck out there. But I think towards year six, seven, and eight of his presidency, the Democrat and Republican have just gone in opposite directions. Mainly the mainly the Democrats, they've gone way left. So that's my take on the whole deal. I don't really think that there was just a ton of differences in the two parties I, 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 prior I, to Obama. I think you're exactly right. I think that Jimmy Carter, who, thank God, Obama came, so he's the second worst president, so the worst president ever, was had a lot of socialistic views, I think, on some stuff. But I was too young still to really remember most of them because I was 8 to 12 years old when he was president. And I, I think the main reason he lost was because of the Iran hostage deal. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I, like I said, I was too young to really know much about it. But Ronald Reagan was a savior. He done a great job. And you got to find somebody really, you got to go way, way, way back to find someone that really doesn't dislike, that dislikes Ronald Reagan. But we, we, there wasn't a big difference between people. And now we are way, are, and, and Obama, he ran and he was against gay marriage. When he first came in, marriage was between a man and a woman. I've seen him say it. I've seen Hillary Clinton say it. Uh, he, but he did go farther, farther left as he, as the time went on. Well, he started his presidency out apologizing for America. Yeah, he. I mean, how in the hell, you know? Yeah, that's when our country turned. 
my 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 deal oh, the was Democrats turned where I lost any respect I had for Obama, and I've said this before on this podcast. If I could pick anybody in America to have dinner with and sit down and visit with for a couple hours, like we are right now, it would be Barack Obama. I would like to sit and visit with him. I really would. I would like to pick his brain and have a conversation. Nobody loses her temper. Just visit. I'd like to figure out why he thinks the way he does. But when that professor back east got the cops. The beer summit? The beer summit. I saw right then that he was going to be. Turned, turned, it was all black, white, racist issue. And I still, I believe. That's how they divided the country. Yep. And it did. What, why is Black Lives Matter not marching no more and causing ha- havoc? Because they don't have the catalyst anymore. They that's don't right. Have, you know, they don't have Obama, pre, you know prodding them on now you think about it, our attorney general and our president got involved with trayvon martin guys innocent got involved with michael brown guys innocent and many other things oh they wanted to spread Shh. divisiveness but why if they care so much about all these black lives have they not been to chicago why do people like us talk about how bad chicago is and how they need to help those people and guys like that on the democrat don't do shit about it or new orleans yeah which is quickly we just becoming had worse. Randy Gary on here, and he talks about what a cesspool New Orleans is right now. Yeah. Well, all the Democrat inner cities are like that. You know, they want to protest. What they need to protest is their Democratic representatives that's in these communities that has the same thing for the last 50 or 60 years. You know, they need Republican conservatives in there that will clean it up, and then that way, you know, give the conservatives a chance to clean the inner cities up. The Democrats aren't doing it. Donald Trump's done more to help the black man than any president we've had since uh, Abraham Lincoln. He has. He's, he's, he's creating jobs. He's putting money and infrastructure in the small towns. Well, all cities. minorities, yes. Yeah, all, it, all Americans. All Americans, but he's doing a good job. All right, I knew this wasn't going to be just a politics deal. We're going to talk about Fourth of July a little bit. And we've gotten way off. We've got a winner. Uh-oh. Winner, winner. Tumblr's going. Drawing a name. It's Eddie Blackburn, who's the winner of the goose hunt. goose hunt. It's in November. Do we have a date? Do we have a date we specified? Do you uh, remember? I thought we did. It's before the um, shit. It's before the the podcast hunt. It's before the podcast hunt. So like seventeen, eighteen, I think sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, or something like that. Anyways, Mr. Blackburn, I need you to contact me, and we'll get the dates. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, and we'll figure we'll it out. Just call me on the dates and stuff. Anyways, congratulations to Eddie Blackburn. You have won the four-man goose package from Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Congratulations, Eddie. Way to be. Looking forward to having you out here. So, Tony, have you got Thank- any more stories of anything stupid you've done? Which I know you have. Yeah, we went to the Ranger game one night. And went and watched the Texas Rangers in Dallas. Um, we was one or two years out of high school. Drove down there, and a friend of ours um, had an apartment that was right at the edge of Arlington. His next-door neighbor was Kevin Dean. He was a middle linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers in his summer home. He lived down there. so He lived in an apartment that cost $500 a month. I wouldn't call that his summer home. Well, that's his – I guess that was <laughs> – He must getaway. have been a first- or second-year player because that was his <laughs> summer getaway. But anyways – we, we were down there, and we was having a party, get together, and we was at our friend's house, and this girl had this party ball that was in the refrigerator. She said, I'm saving this for after the game. Well, me and my friend Chance, he's a bad influence, as you can tell. We decide we're going to tap this party ball. So we go tap this party ball, and we shotgun it in about 15 minutes. And That's like 30 beers, isn't it? It was a lot. Hmm. So we go to the Ranger game, and there's seven of us in the Suburban. 
So after we leave the Ranger game, I guess we pissed somebody off in the stands. We were sitting up in the cheap seats at the party. Back then, you could pay $6 a ticket and drink beer in the outfield. It was just a big party. So we go out to the Suburban. We're fixing to get in, and <clears throat> two, two gentlemen walk up and confront us. Well, Chance, he's got a short temper. He starts arguing with this guy, and the next thing I know, Chance hits this one guy. Well, somehow, I knock the guy off of Chance. I make it back to the Suburban to put my wallet in, and there's about 15 guys hiding on the other side of the van ready to jump us. The next thing I know, I, get, I wake up getting kicked in the head on the ground. So four of the seven of the guys that was with us, they jumped in the Suburban and locked the door. Mm. Me and Chance was outside fighting. Getting your ass whooped, yeah, right? Yeah, me and Chad. So we finally, I, I told the guy, I said, look, I said, y'all have already whipped our ass. Why don't you just let us go? So we <laughs> climb in the Suburban to leave. <laughs> Chance is trying to get in, and he rips the mirror off the door and hits the guy off the mirror. So we close the door, and we're driving off, and the guy in the back seat says, I'm tired of this bullshit. Let's go back. <laughs> I'm thinking, you just jumped in the truck and locked the door, and you want to go back and fight? Yeah. we got to lick our wounds here, guy. <laughs> but the next day at the pool party, I had blood all in my eye, big old shiner. It was great. <laughs> yeah, you look like Walking Dead yeah, then. M- might have been the only fight I've ever lost. And you got your ass whooped, didn't and you? And I got my ass whipped. It, it was, was fun, though. It was a good one to lose. <laughs> we do. We What a country. Yeah, and that's why we kind of went away from the – from the waterfowl stuff today just talk about the fourth of july because a lot of people are going to download this at the lake we had a couple of lake stories and we know it's the we're, we're fixing to get fired up well i tell you what the phone's starting to ring it's it's that time of year for us to get going with business and stuff but i did i want to talk about the, the how great a country we are we we, we feed the world and, and we're not the only people that feed the world no more but most all of them are using our technology and our our seed and everything and they're paying 10 percent of what our guys are paying to f- our farmers and God bless the farmer, because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have anything. Mm. They got a tough road to hoe, too. Yeah, it's getting worse and worse every single year. I saw somebody said, you know, they're the only profession that does all the labor, and then afterwards they find out what they're going to make. Don't set their own wages, you know? That's true. Well, and then they wait every year for a farm to bill to come out, and a majority of it is for the food stamp program. Right. I don't understand that. Why can't you come in and separate and say, hey, this is what we're going to give people for freebies. This is what we're going to do for our farmers. Because they press one and they're saying, well, it costs $385 trillion or whatever it is, not that much, you know, half a billion dollars or whatever it is for a farm bill. Well, people think all these farmers are getting these checks. They ain't going to farmers. It's going to the people using them EBT cards they swap. Mm-hmm. And boy, there ain't nothing pisses me off worse than being somewhere and somebody pulls out the old EBT card. And she's got steaks and lobster and shit, and they go in and get in a brand new fucking vehicle. Yeah. I don't, I, I just do not get that. But you know, Tony and I, we have that remodeling company, and we set our prices on, on things. Stanfield Hunting Outfitter sets its prices on things. And the poor farmer out there works fucking, works his self to the, just the bare minimum. And then government says, well, this is what you're, this is what it's worth. Yeah, and, and, and they deal with the weather. Yep. It don't rain. They plant their crop and it don't rain. They don't. The insurance don't pay like it used to for any of them. Three dollar a gallon diesel and three dollar bushel wheat. Yeah, it's 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 tough being a farmer these days. But the people, the problem is, is most of our country lives in urban areas. They have no clue about farming. No. I mean, freaking kids. Somebody said the New York Zoo's got a cow in it. You know, the kids never seen a cow. No. <laughs> I saw something the other day where somebody was talking about the farm and they didn't care. They they got a grocery store, right? Yeah, <laughs> I have a clue. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. That's where it comes from. That's I saw that too, and yeah. it was uh, 
was a big time politician. Yeah. It, it was it the prime minister of of, of Canada. It might have had something to do with Canada. So uh, we and I think grocery stores. yeah, we don't care about that. We got grocery stores. Yeah. Well, where the fuck do you think that food comes from, dipshit? Mm. But what a country to live in, though. I yeah. Mean, you, you know. Yep. You can truly turn things around for yourself. And we have the freedom to bitch about half the people in this country without repercussions. Yep. I mean, we we might piss somebody off, and if they do, kiss my ass. I don't care because I voted for Donald Trump. But the people that listen to this podcast have the right to rate opinion. They can put whatever they want on their sticker or their car, and you don't have to worry about You go to China, you can't do that shit. Mm-mm. You go to Russia, you can't do that stuff. Yeah, recently there was a T-shirt in Walmart that says "Impeach 45." Only, only in our country could you have the freedoms to do that. Now, it's I want to shop in Walmart. I don't. I boycotted them a long time ago, and they and and they did. They've supposedly have taken that off the deal. But who the fuck thought that was a good night, good idea in the first place? <laughs> and I, and I'm going to say something bad about Donald Trump's wife right now, and I think she's a smoking hot woman, by far the hottest first lady we've ever had. Her 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 coat she wore that day that said, "I don't care to do you." I don't care to do you. Who the hell works for her that didn't come up and say, "You know, that's probably not really a good coat to wear today." Yeah, that's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, help yourself a little bit. And I and I like the lady. I think she's a good lady. I mean, shit, she speaks seven languages or whatever it is. That was a miscalculation for sure. I yeah. I, I saw them making a big deal of it, and I was like, "Well, is it that big of a deal?" Probably she probably didn't mean anything by it. But I'm like you. Who the fuck didn't pull her aside and be like, "Listen, yeah, let's let's not wear that today because." We know how just outrageous the left, the the mainstream media is, and you knew that they were going to have to run with that. I mean, you fucking knew that they were going to run with it, and and they did, and they did, yeah. And then and then that doesn't look good, and then that's you know there's clickbait on Yahoo and everything, and that's what you fucking see, and it's just bull. Melania Trump doesn't care. She's even got a a jacket that says it. Our, our local. Well, there's two ways to look at that. What was she going to do? Going to look <coughs> at kids. She was going to the kids. What did Donald Trump say? Publicity, whether it's good or bad, is good publicity. It's still stupid. It was, you know, it is stupid. I ain't taken up for her, but it got her in the headlines. She would have been in the headlines anyways. That was not a good move. No. It was a misstep. Whoever is working for her should really should have looked at that. Yeah, tell her not to wear a bra. We all be happy. <laughs> yeah, that'll get her in the news. <laughs> uh, another thing too is well, our local news station, K Texas. I'm going to bring up these twats. They put on their news on their Facebook yesterday about Stormy Daniels was going to be dancing at a strip club called the Tex-Mex. I'm going to give them some free advertisement to Tex-Mex down in the valley. I guess McAllen, Harlingen area down there. And this guy was so happy to have her on. You know, she's oh, she's big, and we were lucky to get her, and blah, 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 blah. Here is a 45-year-old. I'm, I'm assuming she's 40 to 45-year-old. I don't know. Overnourished. She's fat now? Oh, she's kind of chunky. Really? Yeah, because I saw a picture of her that's floating around in some deal she's doing right now. but. Huh. Donald Trump put her ass back to work. Here's an out-of-work porn star, and now she's getting <laughs> headliner money to go to a strip club. But an Abilene news station is advertising a strip club, giving them free advertisement. They would have done that shit if it wasn't nothing about trying to make yep. Donald Trump look bad. And that's Abilene, Texas. they got a church on every corner. Mm. And their news station is pushing. Why don't they push the Jaguars, their local strip clubs? Yeah, They need free advertisement. They need to get Stormy Daniels in. Yeah, they probably will now. But, yeah, she's Donald Trump put her back to work. Look what he's done for her career. Made her great again. Yeah, she's got $130,000. For what? A, that's what the payment was. That was at her disclosure money, wasn't it? Disclosure money. 
Oh, yes. from Trump? Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. No. Uh, he I, paid her. He paid her. Oh. I'd ask him but, for my damn money back if I was him. <laughs> but they said, I think I saw his defense was a lot of people come up with claims like this, and I just I basically pay them all. Well, I slept with Donald Trump. You think he cut me a check for $130,000? I'll say it publicly right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I think he slept with her. I think he probably did. And where they screwed up on that deal is his wife should have come out day one and said, listen, I know about it. It's between me and him. Be the end of it. Now, that's what, that's what they would have done if it was a Democrat. They should have come out and said, I was a Democrat back then, so it's all fair. That, that, yeah. There you go. I didn't think about that's that. That's what they should have done. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a good job in the Oval Office, and that's really all I care about. When it, when it was like 2005 or 2006, wasn't it? I think she was thinner and better looking then. But I'm saying it yes. was way before he ever even thought about becoming president yeah. of the United States. Nobody cares. And, no, and that, that's I'm, the liberals. That's what they don't get, though. Yeah. Is it all this shit like the K-Texas deal? There ain't nobody in Abilene that's going to go vote for freaking who, – who's going to be the Democratic deal? You know, Is it going to yeah. be Kamala Harris? Is it going to be Bernie Sanders? I think it's going to be Bernie Sanders. I really do. People ain't going to vote for him. If you vote for a freaking socialist in this country, you're a, damn, you're a dumb idiot. And they did in New York. One. Yeah. Randy Gary said it best the other day. If you'll vote for someone, if you own a gun and you're going to vote for someone that wants to take your gun, you're a fucking idiot. And that's, that's true. You can't put it any more blunt than that. So no. everybody that owns a gun in America should vote Republican. If you own a business, if you have a job, if you've got kids, if you've got grandkids, you're a fool if you vote Democrat. There ain't no other way to put it because they're not doing nothing for you. They care more about people everywhere else in the world than they do you. They care more about the guy in prison than they do you. They do not give a shit about the American taxpaying working man. I don't care what color you are. The the, the black people in our world in our in, in the United States have voted eighty to ninety percent for Democrats forever. And they have done nothing for them. And now you're starting to see black people break away from that, and boy, the Democratic Party hates it. I mean, mm-hmm. they do. They call them all kinds of bad names and shit. Yeah, they were. They they made fun of Kanye for coming out pro-Trump. Yeah, I mean, well, something else you're fixing to see happen is Trump is interviewing a lady. I think her last name is Barrett for the federal judge. Uh huh. And she's a big time Catholic, and they're already attacking her for being religious. They're they're worried to death that they're not going to let them abort babies anymore. That's what this whole thing yeah. is about. And they can't do shit about it. The Democrats but can't this, stop it. This is going to make the Democrats look bad attacking somebody that's a religious person. They do all the time. Nobody, They don't I have know, no standards. I mean, you've got two sitting Muslims up there right now. Why would anybody vote for a Muslim in our country? I wouldn't. I'm going to tell you right now, we own a business. If a Muslim never come here again, I wouldn't give two shits. You know, I don't. I don't. And most places I know are the same way. Does that make me... What's that word we talked about? Anti-Islamophobic. Yeah, I'm an Islamophobic son of a bitch. I don't want to be around them. I don't care. I get nervous when I go into 7-Eleven in the Metroplex and they're waiting (laughs) on me. (laughs) But see, it's okay for Joe Biden to crack a joke about Muslims, Indians, and 7-Eleven. But I'm not cracking a joke. I know that, but I'm serious. You know, if a Republican said what Joe Biden did about them, you know... The Indian with a deal and a dot in his head, he would caught hell. But Democrat Joe Biden can get by with it. You know what we need in our world? We need more Sanford and Son. Yes, that one, uh, Fred Sanford and Archie Bunker. And I like Fred better than I do Archie. Fred makes fun of too. everybody. He says it the way it is. He <clears> says <throat> same shit that happens today. He talks about in that show everything, from politicians 
to bums, to white people, to black people, to Puerto Ricans, to Mexicans. He talks about everybody. He was hard on the Puerto Ricans. Oh, and the China. The other day I watched it. And there was a Chinese guy in there, and he's all in his shit. I mean, talks about the bomb. He talks about everything. Mm-hmm. And why all of a sudden is that so bad? I mean, we've lost our sense of humor. Yep. Quickly. Oh man, it's it's just nobody has a sense of humor at all about anything. I, I called the new president of Mexico a brown Bernie Sanders, and this guy jumped all over and called me a racist for that. Well, Bernie Sanders is pale. He's white. That guy's a Mexican guy. He's dark. Mm-hmm. My buddy Fred Ledesma is a Mexican. He's one of my best friends in the world. He's lighter than I am. I'm darker than Fred is. You know, Fred, if I called Fred my white Mexican friend, he wouldn't get upset. <laughs> Fucking, no, he gets all panties and wood. Yep. I do. I agree. But we live in a country where they have that right. And you have your right to say whatever you want also. And that's what we've done on this podcast is we have talked about our rights to talk about a lot of shit we normally probably wouldn't talk about this long. And I know some of you guys are waiting for some waterfowl shit or you're waiting for Clay Reed or Randy Gary to tell you a funny story. Well, he's not on here today. Not today. But. This is all about our freedoms. Our podcast coming out on Friday will be a gentleman, and I'm using the word gentleman very loose, Matt Sullivan from Cape Girardeau. Is that where he's at now? Yep. Missouri. I don't think he lives in Cape. He's a little town. But Marion, Illinois, Cape Girardeau, that area down there. Matt worked for us for two long, 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 long years. Back back when Jeff was still green. Oh, yeah. As an owner. Oh, shit. Me and Matt would have went. Matt would have lasted three days now. But Matt was 19 years old. I was in my mid-20s, and Matt worked for us. And Matt is a funny son of a bitch. One of the funniest people I've ever known in my entire life. He's got great stories, and he will be our guest on Friday. Matt is connected with Tim Grounds, with Jeff Oils, Fred Zink, all the big-name guys in the waterfowl business. Matt grew up with these guys. He knows them. He's got stories on them. A lot of stories probably make them fucking nervous as hell. (laughs) And a very, very, very talented goose call guy. He's a barber now, and if I lived within 70 miles of him, I would go get my hair cut from him. Yeah, just to sit in his booth and listen to his shit all day long. Can you give us a, a an early story about him? Oh, I've got a lot we've, of stories. We've talked about him we've a little bit on the Matt. podcast. The what? We we talked about the, me of a, no, that wasn't we, that. It we, was another. Yeah. We talked, talked, about, talked that. about that. Oh, you've already, yeah. yeah, we've talked about that one, and then uh, we we've covered a couple of Matt stories. Matt's, Matt's a it'll be good to it'll be good to hear the stories from the guy himself. Yeah, I'm, well, I will ask him about him on the next podcast and let him defend himself. But Matt coming home with his son in Oklahoma this year, and he will be our guest on Friday, and he is going to be. I I, I can't call him a treasure because he's probably not a treasure, but he's probably an old chunk of coal that might be a diamond someday. But he is a funny fucker, God Almighty. And then Sunday, and then for Monday's Mon- podcast, can we announce yeah, the guest for then? We're gonna have Bill Saunders on Monday. Bill Saunders. So from Washington, the West Coast, call maker, good story, great guy, be a, be a real interesting podcast. And then on Tuesday, we will have a regular podcast. I don't know what we're going to have yet. And then I'm going to be going to Mexico. So Andy and Zach will have a podcast probably next week on Friday for everyone. So that ought to be interesting for me to listen to this shit. Because <laughs> there's no telling what they'll talk about. It'll be talk, good. Tony, you got anything good. to say? Uh, being the fourth, we're going to your house later. Yeah, we'll have. Four. What are you grilling for us? Sausage tonight. Sausage. German sausage, I think. We have a big thing That's at it? our house. That's it. Well, I, your wife's bringing something, and Tony <coughs> don't have a wife. Attention, single ladies. If there's anyone out there that's looking for the perfect man, 
We don't have him, but we've got Tony Stanfield <laughs> here. And he is he is 40, we'll say 43. That's a good 38. age. 38. With a declining hairline. I wear a cap. Overnourished. I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy. He's single. So if you've got a whole lot of money on a real small waistline, Tony would be interested in meeting you probably. I'd be a trophy husband for somebody. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, we have 4th of July at my house. We have it every year. We've had some years we have 20 people there. Some, year, some years we've had 150 people. Everybody comes down and shoots fireworks. I don't have any young kids anymore, so I've got my grandkids. And my grandkids are just now getting into fireworks. Reese, Andy's son, my grandson, has some big hell on wheels, and he ain't scared of shit. I mean, we shot Roman candles and everything. He loves it. But we have it upgraded to the real big stuff that we used to have. But we we will. Yeah. But this year will be a, a smaller deal. But we, we're going to have Fourth of July at my house. He's the only house in Knox City that the city limit stops at his yard, so the street to the east of his house we can shoot fireworks on without and, breaking the law. And years and years ago, we would have tons of people come in, set lawn chairs all up around our neighborhood just to watch our. We used to put on a hell of a display. This year will be a lot smaller. But I love Fourth of July. I get that from my grandpa Cordy. Me and Tony, our grandpa, our grandfather passed away this year. He was ninety-eight, fixed me ninety-nine years old, World War II veteran, and he loved Fourth of July. He used to, we'd go to his house every year, and he'd buy. He used to get fireworks shipped to him, big boxes of them. And man, we had a blast. But the Fourth is a great, great American holiday. I mean, it's it's in America, and that's what it's about. You know, eating, drinking, be with your friends, blowing up shit. I mean, how can you be any more American than that? It's impossible. I mean, it's just it's it's, it's a it's a it's a good, good, good life. Um, Just think how lucky. I mean, you hit the fucking lotto. If you make over thirty-four thousand a year, I saw this the other day. If you make over thirty-four thousand a year, basically over poverty in the United States, you are in the top one percent of wealth worldwide. And here, that's just barely getting by. But fucking worldwide, you are a top one percenter if you make over thirty-four thousand a year. If you have a household income of over thirty-four grand a year. You're a top one percenter in the world. I mean, we don't have to worry about clean drinking water. We don't. I mean, it's just it's it's staggering how good we've got it here, and it's staggering how so how very very little uh, very very few people actually uh, appreciate it. You know, you're right on that. And I, I was mayor for ten years in Knox City, and I'd have people come up and bitch to me about stuff just like, and, and they forget about that. They bitch about the. We've got a pothole in our road, which if you're a mayor out there, God bless you, because you've had your ass reamed over potholes because everybody bitches about the streets and they have no clue how expensive they are to fix. But clean water. People forget about clean water. Food. If, food. You've, you've got more fucking food four blocks away from your house than countries. And they say most people only have enough food to last like four days in their house or five. Probably we so. got a bunch of canned goods and shit just from over the years that we've accumulated. But 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 we we take for granted the food. We take for granted flushing the shitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you what, that's one of the worst things in the world is that not having a to- a shitter. And we have to have a um, generator at the sewer plant to make sure if the electricity goes out, we can pump that. We have to do that by state law in Texas. But right. but cleaning, uh, be able to flush your shitter, drinking water electricity now if some people don't have electricity they can't afford it but it's available and it's and it's good and it's consistent and someone's good and the biggest thing we forget about is 911 yeah not every country in the world can you call 911 and get someone to help you i mean 
you're down in Mexico, you call 911 with the hell's going to happen to you. Yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what gets me is the people that bitch about the police until they need them. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah. yeah this, I mean, that's another thing in our country. We are so anti-police, and it's not us, but 40% of the people, and, and even some people I see sometimes, there'll be something on Facebook, because every time someone gets shot and the cops think they're doing something wrong, these people just jump on that shit, and most all the times the police officers get bad, off. And there are some bad police officers. Everybody knows that. But 90, most of them are busting their ass to protect you. And they deal with shit all day long, and they deal with people lying to them all day. And those people that gripe just jump on that stuff. But, the, but you're right. They're the first people to call if someone does something to them. So think about all this stuff on the 4th as we celebrate uh, America's birthday. You know, even just as being a waterfowler, having that right, and and being able to, to go out and chase the birds that you want and – you know, it might you might not be able to do it seven days a week like we do, but it's it's something that that you can do and it's something that you can take advantage of. So be sure think about that. Think about the freedoms that we just take for granted, and that's all I got. Well, we are celebrating Tony's incarceration day. We found Tony's out. incarceration day, <laughs> and, and uh, hopefully you'll stay out of jail today because I know the judge. Yeah, boy, you'd sure be awful disappointed if I had to come bail your ass out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about one other thing real quick. And not, I'm talking about hunting just a second. I have two weekends of dove season left. Folks, if you want to book a hunt on a dove hunt, top-notch dove hunting, lodging, meals, come in on Friday, dove hunt, spend the night that night, eat or eat, spend the night, Saturday three meals, morning and afternoon dove hunt, Sunday morning breakfast hunt, it's four fifty per person. Now, I've got rooms for six people and i got room for eight people on a couple of weekends and then later in october which is probably better hunting than september i can do some bigger groups of 10 and 20 people but where else can you take 10 customers and spend forty five hundred dollars and hang out with them for three days and put them on good hunting you can't nope. so look us up on the dove hunting we'll have some goose hunting in november still i've got some days left it should be we're gonna it looks like we're gonna get the three specs a day we haven't found out for sure by that but boy november hunting will be excellent here anyways i've got a i've got a couple spots left for the podcast hunt which is november 19 20 and 21 that's 750 for three mornings lodging breakfast hunts tony you got anything um we're running a a deer hog combination special it's four days three nights lodging and meals you can kill one buck one doe and two hogs it's twenty five hundred dollars a person and I, I would like to thank our sponsors who've started with us on this. And this, our, our podcast is just blowing up. And I'm, there's people listening to it from all over the world, China, Russia. We just picked up Russia, I yep, saw. Yep, I mean, all over the world. Boy, we're big in New Zealand. We've got we've got more people have downloaded our podcast in New Zealand. Jeff Irvine. He ain't, he ain't the only one. Well, I know that, but, but he, he's one of, he's reached out to me. Well, we are, we're big in New Zealand right now. And I saw Tim Grounds was down there hunting with him the other day. Lucky fucker. I That's on go. my bucket list. My, that, my, mine too. I'd rather shoot. First is uh, an Aleutian on the West Coast, and then New Zealand. I think maybe we ought to put it in the works and start working on this in February and do a New Zealand podcast hunt next year. A New Zealand podcast Yep, find out how much it costs to be and do a group deal and do a New Zealand podcast hunt. I bet you we get a lot of people would be interested in doing that. Because huh. they hunt, what, June, July? Well, they're hunting right now, so July. Yeah, June, July. Yeah. And they're, hunting, and they're shooting mallards in Canada's. Love it. I think it'd be a really cool deal. What are the jails like in New Zealand? You'd, you'd probably fit right in. <laughs> and uh, anyways, I'd like to thank our sponsor, 737 Duck Calls. 
Dive Bomb Industries, Dive Bomb, the best silhouettes on the market by far. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, going back and forth on, on Facebook. Um, a lot of guys are still not sold on on using, well, it's a two-dimensional object. They don't listen to our last pod, podcast with Asher from Dive Bomb. We go over all that. But you, What's funny is, is the, you're a guy that hunts. You're you're in the you're in the field hunting ninety days a year, twenty five percent of the year. The average guy that sits in an office that goes ten times a year, right. you're, you're you're going nine times more than him. You take that over ten you know over ten years, that's that's a bunch of a bunch of days over a ten year period. You're almost a thousand days in the field. Yep. They're I've, lucky to be in there a hundred days. I've got my ten thousand hours. Take yeah. it from me. Yeah, get you some dive bomb. They're coming out with socks. If you're worried about if you're worried about shooting birds over a two dimensional object, get the socks, because then you got that three D uh, you got that three D look. They move awesome. If you're if you're that worried that you can't shoot a bird over a two dimensional object, go out and get the socks. Problem and, solved. And I'd like to thank our sponsor William and Chris Vineyards and Chris Brendrick, buddy of ours, hunts with us. And I'm gonna be Sway Rose. Sway Rose. I drank Sway Rose the other day. I did too. You got me the sent us a nice deal with a bunch of wine bottles. Twelve percent alcohol in that thing. It, it was pretty stout. Whew. But I drank one of them little things. I put it on ice. Are you supposed to drink it on ice? You're supposed to drink it warm. Because I'm not a wine uh, drinker. You're supposed to drink it cold. I think. Well, good because I put it on a put it on ice. I don't know if you're supposed to drink it over ice, but it's supposed to be chilled. I did, but I was in the pool. It was 147 freaking degrees the other day, and. I put that on ice and I drank it down real quick and I got out of the pool and I was like, son of a, a little bitch. Twelve percent alcohol is a lot, especially if somebody don't drink. Let's see, I got my Coors Latte open. Uh, what the fuck is it in a Coors Latte? Four, four percent. So it's the equivalent of drinking three beers in in a can the size of a Red Bull can. Yeah, boy, it's the Sway Rose. But it wasn't bad. It was good. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And knock, I'm not a I'm not a wine drinker. The other bottles of wine, that's you and mom and all the y'all, I'll drink all them. Tony, you a wine drinker? Uh, no, I asked you for a bottle the other day. At the house. Okay. Make sure you put it on ice when you go home. Oh. Mm. So, we'll have a new sponsor coming out on probably. Monday. Mon- Monday's, probably on Monday's podcast. We'll have our new uh, new sponsor coming out. We'll announce it and, and, and maybe another one. So, if Ooh. you've got a big company and you're in the waterfowl, the outdoor business, if you want customers that are hunters, Get a hold of me. We'd love to have you as a sponsor. We didn't even take Titty Bar down there that's got old Stormy Daniels on there. Tex-Mex. Hit us yep. up. Yep. Tex-Mex. Holler at us, buddy. <laughs> Anything else? The Slippery Nipple. Uh, you're going to mention the new website? Oh, yeah. We got a new website now called the Big Honker Podcast. www.bighonkerpodcast.com. I have a blog on there. I uh, wrote two blogs. The first one just kind of introduced ourselves. The second blog is called I Killed a Giraffe about the girl that's catching all this shit for shooting a draft. It's not politically correct. I'm not an English major. I took college English three times to make a C. So if you're getting on there expecting to see a war, award-winning Pulitzer Prize type shit, well, don't waste your time. But if you want to get there and hear some fat guy speak his opinion like I do on here, that's what I write about. And I'll do that. I'm going to do that twice a week. I'll even write a blog from Mexico. It's an amazing world we live in. Follow me on Instagram at Andy underscore Shaver. Be sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters on both of those. Any specials we have or anything like that will go there first. So be sure to follow us there. Have a safe 4th of July holiday. Keep all 10 fingers, all 10 toes. You're going to need them come hunting season.
Tony pull, pulling the trigger. You got anything to say, Tony? God bless Donald Trump and God bless the USA. Well, I can't follow up on that, folks. That's too good to do. It. Y'all have a blessed Fourth of July. Y'all, God bless y'all. Be safe, and we'll talk to you in a couple of days, or we'll be here me in a couple of days. See ya. <laughs>